Welcome to Glass Talk, Canada's podcast for the architectural glass industry. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Okay, hi everybody. I'm here with Navneet Mathru. Nav, how are you? I'm good, Pat. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So for those of you who don't know, Nav is our brand manager for Glass Canada B2B channel, uh, as well as uh, several other channels that we that we work on. But uh, this is the Glass Talk podcast. So we're going to talk today about the uh, about the Glass Canada market. And I wanted to do something uh, a little bit different uh, for this beginning of 2022 happy new year everybody uh episode where uh, we're gonna take a uh, just just a, a quick look back and share some of our reflections on what we saw and heard in in 2021 to the extent that anyone wants to remember it uh and uh and uh, and then possibly uh, do the old look back look ahead thing at, at the new year so now why don't you start off by just just sharing with us a little bit about uh about what you do for Glass Canada and uh, and and how you how you get into this crazy business. Okay, that's awesome. Well, first of all, happy New Year to all our listeners, and uh, yeah, so I'm so glad you got my brand manager title right for the first <laughs> for <time>. once. <laughs> Because you have called me all sorts of things. Once you promoted me to associate publisher, then you called me a sales rep, then you called me national accounts manager. So I'm just glad you got that right. I just make it up as I'm going along here, Nav. I, I you know, this is this is all. This is going to be a good year. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, no, I um I actually work for Glass Canada for fenestration review and Canadian contract. So what I typically do is my job is to connect our readers and our suppliers, which are typically our advertisers. Um, you're like, you give the content for the readers to read. We bring them closer to people who supply the materials, um, you know, in commercial glazing industry. And uh, I speak to a lot of manufacturers, fabricators, or automation machinery people within the glass, um, you know, even facade, sealants, and all of that. And, uh, uh, you know, whatever that they are doing currently, I, I give them a space to talk about it in our magazine and in its extensions. Yeah. Yep. And, and one of the, one of the reasons I, uh, and that's the reason I wanted you on here uh, with us today, or one of the reasons is because, um, you know, if, if there's anything salespeople love to do, it's gossip. And, uh, and uh, I, I know that you're out there all the time, uh, more than I am, frankly, uh, having conversations with uh, a lot of the suppliers um, well, all the suppliers that 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 that, that we can, um, and uh, and and hearing what they're saying and what they're seeing uh, uh, about the business. So, why why don't you give us the uh, give us the big picture of of of, of what twenty your conversations in twenty twenty one were like, and uh, and sort of what's the attitude out there? What's 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 the feeling with the with the people that are that are selling us stuff? Yeah, so I I actually came in like pretty late in 2021. I came in in August, like end of August, and I started in September. So by the time I really got to talking to people, they were pretty frustrated. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> frustrated. 
well, I know there's COVID, but come on, we know how to live with that. And I'm like, well, what's happening? And then really did I start to understand that, oh my God, this is frustrating. Like there is, there are supply chain issues. People don't have materials. People don't have sales or people, uh, people are complaining about the big guys. The big guys are complaining about the small guys. It's just all over the place. So it's like, you know, it's been like the survival of the fittest for them, I think, in the glass industry, especially the commercials. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I absolutely I, I love that point. The big guys complain about the small guys and the small guys complain about the big guys. I, I'm not sure I'm not sure who's uh, I'm not sure who's right and who's wrong, but uh, they certainly have their they certainly have their issues with one another. Well, what and one of the you know, one of the reasons I, I think um, and it was in our December issue. Uh, I, I talked about it a little bit is, is, you know, one of the difficulties that's cropped up uh, was with the shortages uh, with, uh, of everything uh, there was, there was a, you know, well, it was actually not so much the pandemic that, but there was that big ice storm in Texas now, two years ago uh, yeah. that knocked out a lot of the rubber and chemical processing uh, in, in that area. Uh, I don't think uh, things have entirely recovered from that. And of course that affects so much, uh, of of what we need in the in the commercial glazing industry, uh, uh, all the rubber gaskets and uh, and and a lot of the sealants and and uh, and, and and adhesives, um, and and just a, a, so many components that 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 go into what we make, um, insulation, and then of course glass shortages as well. Uh, a lot of that uh, due to overseas shipping, and I mean you know the whole semiconductor shortage, and and I mean there's just shortages of absolutely everything. And so that's led to allocation. Uh, it's led to some suppliers having to make the very uncomfortable uh, move to um, to you know pick and choose. Which prioritize, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which 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 accounts you're gonna you're gonna serve first, and so yeah, and so you you've you've heard that you know you you see that comment out there, right? Is is oh well, I'm I'm not getting my stuff because it's all going to you know big guy X, right? And, yeah. And, you know, that's that's a lot uh, we've heard, and and you know, um, allocation. I mean, while there had been lots of promises that you know, I think there was a lot of falling back on these promises that no, no allocation is not going to happen because everybody was so like you know, um, uh, very what what can I say? Like very, uh, they were very hopeful that things would change very soon. But like, I think it just got more frustrating down the line, like towards the end of 2021, where we saw that people were just um, frustrated. And not only them, like not only just our suppliers are not only just our manufacturers or fabricators, even end users, even readers, um, you know, um, there have been so many project delays and wait timings. I mean, um, we had something at one of, well, I used to live in a building before and they had like a break, a break in glass and it had, uh, the wait time for that was eight months, Patrick. So, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's everyone has felt it like, you know, everyone has felt that crunch within the industry. And I think, I mean, you can't really say that commercial has felt it more than residential because, I mean, all the commercial projects have been less. I mean, the residential have been more, but the wait times have been have been really, really frustrating. And I think uh, even the sales like that has really been something like for example, some of my suppliers, and I think I mentioned to you before, they already know what business they're going to be doing for 2022. Like, yep. 
it's it is, it is that's that's all that they have and uh, this this uh, their own sales people uh, i mean so many uh, you know sales representatives have told me that at one point my job was to go and look for clients at this point my job is to first figure out if i'm going to have the material to supply to the client and then probably think of selling it so it's absolutely it's it's topsy turvy in the in the sales world uh, you know that the, the job is supposed to be about uh, uh, fulfilling demand, and 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 it just becomes incredibly difficult. Yeah, and 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 it's a it's a it's a new it's a new mode of operation, isn't it? When instead of trying to drum up the business, the demand is all just sitting out there, and you have this incredibly frustrating situation where you where you you sometimes can't fill it right, and, uh, yeah. and both on the labor side and on the supply side depends, I guess, if you're fabricating or not, but. Uh, no, it's 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 been a, it's been a challenge. Um, do uh, is it your imprint now? I I'm not hearing about a lot of uh, a lot of closures, a lot of companies going out of business. There have been a few, um, but uh, although you know, sometimes you, you you don't know whether those were those were uh, you know retirements and people that were coming to the end anyways. Um, but um, what, what are you what are you hearing about the actual impact now? Are 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 uh, are our suppliers pinched for pinched for money, pinched for uh, uh, being able to go forward? Any layoffs or anything like that? Well, I've heard. I mean, I, I've not really heard of closures, to be honest. Like, I've heard that, of course, there has been a slowdown, but at the same time, I mean, there has been great margins because of you know less materials so we have to think about that as well so that has been a going a surviving instinct for a lot of them because you know the margins have been better because i i don't know much about glass industry before i came but i believe that the pricing was always something of an issue like you know there was no steadiness in that so now um with you know so much competition this has really helped some of the you know manufacturers or fabricators to ask for the price that you know well it's not really the price that the people should be paying but whatever like there is a margin now at least because there's so much competition it's like if we have the materials people are paying the price for it like they're like okay you know i want the material i need to get my project done so it is what it is so i i don't hear so much about closures how as much as i hear about labor shortage so i think that's something that i've heard yeah and 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 yeah that that, that you know and, and the labor shortage thing has been uh top of mind for uh for a lot of people in the industry for a long time um but it's it's obviously been brought into much you know sharper focus here with with uh, uh people having to miss time uh, uh due to covid uh or doing due to uh to be honest refusing to get vaccinated this is a bit of a an issue on the uh on the on the worker side on the installer side uh there's a lot of guys it seems to be particularly in that sector that are uh skeptical um and uh and then there's some there's some job sites they just can't go on to and the, and the, and the unions uh you know have to have to enforce that and uh, and so there's 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 definitely been some difficulties created there. Obviously, the employers and the unions are reluctant to tell anybody they can't work because they're not vaccinated uh, because they need the workers. Uh, but uh, in some on some job sites, there's just no alternative. Um, so there's uh, there's a lot of that going on. 
Uh, I imagine that's also an issue uh, uh, with the fabricators. I haven't uh, I haven't talked to uh, um, somebody running a, a, you know their their fabrication shop, but well, actually, I have talked to a few people, and uh, you know, there's there's been varying approaches to dealing with it. Uh, some companies have no policy at all. Uh, some companies are are very strong on on wanting vaccines. So you know, it's it's it, it really depends on whether they think that they can keep going. Well, by, by, by keeping the vaccinated out of there <laughs> to, yeah. or the unvaccinated. Yeah. yeah, I was speaking to somebody um, yesterday. I'm not going to name anybody. Here, so. <laughs> I mean, and they've had issues within their plant operations because of, you know, um, some policies, like they have a policy and, you know, and they don't have people who want to adhere to the policy so they cannot come to work, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough choice. It's a tough choice to make when you're having trouble finding people, you know, how do I, to their own way of, you know, um, dealing with the pandemic. So you really can't do anything about it. But um, if this is the policy that you're following, and then you know, you, it, it's been difficult, even on, you know, people um, on the fabrication side, because of because people have to be at the job at the plant and this is not a work from home situation for them so well one and yeah for sure what one issue that uh, that 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 i was the, the funny thing is going into uh you know as as 2020 went on uh, my, my one of my biggest concerns was um what what's the demand for commercial real estate uh going to look like uh as we as we you know, as people get into working from home and, 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 and this gets all set up and, you know, kind of the, the inertia breaks, uh, you know, like people have been able to work home to, from home to a much greater extent than they, than they do for a very long time, obviously, you know, ever since the internet, (laughs) Google, you know, has basically enabled this. Um, But, um, but but it wasn't happening and 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 i thought a lot of that was just because it was habitual you know people are and so i wondered if now that people are getting used to working at home and companies have made the adjustment to get people set up at home that uh, that you'd see this this big reduction in demand for office space but but it, it sounds I, I guess I guess in a way the supply chain issues have smoothed that out, right? Because because whatever whether whether the demand for commercial real estate is reduced or not, and actually I don't think it has very much. I think the prices have, are, are kind of holding steady or maybe even going up. Um, the um, the uh, the fact is you can't meet the demand that's there anyways. <laughs> So, so it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really matter that people aren't building new offices the the, the, the ones that the ones well, that are, <laughs> yeah and like you say everyone's booked out everyone's booked out through 2022 anyways so yeah. it's you know i and i i think i think that um i think what's been revealed is is people there are probably more people who want to get back into offices than I, than I would have predicted. I, I think there's, 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 what do you, what do you want to say? It's like almost, it's almost like a personality thing. Like half the people who work from home hate it and, 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 and would rather be back in offices. Right. I, I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends. Like, for example, I've been talking, this has been a topic in all my meetings, especially, you know, um, everybody is just talking about the situation because it's like before the Christmas, everyone's like, you know, Oh, I'm ready to go back to work or, you know, with the hybrid model and everything. And 
come Christmas, we are given these new guidelines by the government and now everyone's back home. So, you know, in from, from like a couple of days since this week started, I've had a couple of client meetings and I have heard the same. So I think it depends situation to situation. Some people uh, prefer going to work because they, they, the coordination is just better, right? They don't mind working from home when they have to be really productive individually. But like if their work involves collaboration, they prefer being there because there's a lot of delays working from home and not being able to talk to people who are on the side, especially in a manufacturing or a fabrication, um, you know, industry that uh, they have these issues, especially the salespeople need to speak to, you know, they need to be in sync with the people who are operating the plant and, you know, just, to be on, I mean, for the projects fulfilling and whatnot. So it gets frustrating. So like some of them are frustrated about this being, um, you know, they want to go back to work at least not, if not more, but at least two to three days. But right now um, offices have said that if your nature does not really need you to be at work, like, you know, um, you need to work from home. So, um, and there are other people who are like me who live alone most of the day, as you know. So I don't have any disturbance from literally 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. every day. I'm alone in a house. So for me, working from home has been a blessing because I really don't have um, any kind of interruptions. And I think I think we at Annex have been, you know, been able to keep our teams together no matter, you know, whatever. I mean, so yeah, I think it's I haven't reported to an office in 10 years and I'm not sure if I I'm not sure if I even could do it anymore. So uh, a, a lot of this hasn't been a hasn't been a big adjustment to me, but I know I'm in a I'm in a, a little bit of a weird situation there, certainly, certainly in this industry. Okay, what uh, what else did we see in 2021? Um, uh, Cardinal uh, bought um, AGC, uh, I believe it's four, three or four of AGC's fabricating uh, uh, plants, glass. Uh, there's there's a couple of floats. All the architectural glass part of it. Yeah, you remember that? All their architectural glass business in North America. Um, I don't know what to say about that, except that, uh, you know, the big get bigger. Uh, Cardinal, uh, obviously already a dominant supplier of, uh, of insulating glass. And, uh, and, and now they're going to, they're, they're going to expand. It was interesting. It was an interesting news story because now they're expanding down the supply chain or, or down the vertical, I guess you would call it um, in, into more of that primary glass production. And um, you know, uh, probably, probably it's got to help them. Um, it's got to be nice to, well, it's, it's part of what, and actually we'll get to this when we talk about top glass, it may, maybe it's part of um, uh, a shift that we're going to see to um, the companies trying to make sure they're able to domestically source more of their stuff, right? Back to these supply chain issues. Uh, yeah. You know, here's Cardinal saying, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be in a position where we have to rely on, on, on overseas primary glass anymore we're going to have it all right here and and, and be able to do it uh on the same continent um okay. right so I, I i what do you think is that is that is that, a, is that a trend we can probably expect to see um i think it is a trend we have to see but i'm not too sure about how happy uh people are with it because of the pricing i mean getting it you know um there have been um 
cheaper manufacturers i would like to say there has been uh, you know we've seen uh, the industry has seen the benefit of that and you know and producing all of it here obviously has costs to it and you know i don't know how how this will be in the long run but for now it seems like a good news <laughs> yeah yeah no well that's 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 an excellent point i mean i mean um are we uh you know Cardinal is getting very big and they, and they have a very dominant position on that, 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 that IG uh, on the IG side of things. Um, and, uh, and, and I know, I know a lot of our, uh, a lot of our discussions around the allocation article uh, uh, were, were referencing them and uh, you know, good on them. Uh, but uh, you know, do we want all our eggs in one basket? You know, let's, uh, you know, would, would, would some more diversity of supply uh, uh, out there, out there be good? Maybe. Uh, maybe people will get into making their own insulating glass more again. Um, that that used to be more of a thing. A lot of companies found it not very um, uh, not very lucrative. Not a lot of margin on it. It was a it was more of a cost thing. Um, but uh, you know that that could be that could be another trend we see coming up. But anyways, that was that was big news from 2021 for sure. Um, the other news that I had been following more at the start of 2021 before you came in, Nav, was um, uh, the possibility of a, a, a well, it's 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 still happening, a, a new float glass plant uh, opening up in uh, near Winnipeg. Uh, it's about uh, oh geez, 60 kilometers or something, I think, north of Winnipeg. Uh, Canada Premium Sand is the company. They uh, joined us at Top Glass uh, last time, and um, and it was a little, you know, it's kind of exciting. They're their plan to do this because uh, we hadn't had float glass production in Canada uh, for uh, I think going on 10 years or so now, I believe the the last uh, guardian plant closed down uh, right around the time I, I got involved with the industry. Um, and, oh, I and, didn't uh, know that. Sorry. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. 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 We have, yeah, we have no float glass production uh, in Canada right now at all. We do not make primary glass from sand. So Canada Premium Sand has a plan in place to do this. Of course, there was the famous, you know, problem with Jinyi, a Chinese company that wanted to come in and build one in uh, in in Guelph, uh, and then and then that got shut down by their city council there on this basis that they thought it was going to take too much water, and then uh, and then they tried again in uh, Stratford and got again shut down there by, let's face it, NIMBY groups who you know didn't want you know they just didn't want anything that was going to potentially touch the environment despite all the regulations being followed anyways we could go on and on about that canada premium sand uh, seems to feel like they're not going to face the same challenges where they are um they're definitely out in a, a sort of a remote area um and uh but then the announcement came down last year that they're going to make solar glass so not architectural glass they they have a type of sand there that is uh, is is very very high quality uh, possibility of producing low iron, very low iron glass and this is actually great for solar glass um, so uh, so that's what's going on with uh, that's what's going on with that one that was the other big news story uh, from uh, I think energy efficiency in glass has been like I mean uh, been been going on for I think over five six years now like mm -hmm. there have been codes and ethics that have to be followed so I think it has it its own demand now and it's yeah. become like a norm so and photovoltaics like like this you know I, I get why my CPS wanted to do solar glass because because the photovoltaics I think and are going to become making solar panels and 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 you know, even windows and curtain wall that produce their own energy 
is yeah. going to be a uh, is going to be a bigger and bigger thing. Um, uh, what, what what have you seen in your in your discussions out there, uh, uh, Nav? Are the are the suppliers finding any bump in interest in this sort of product? Yes, absolutely, they are because I mean. Um, you, with the residential market, we all know about the rebate and everything. But like, I think um, energy efficiency, from how much I've understood in the few months, has been in in the commercial, um, in the architectural glass, has been of a concern for over five to seven years now. There have been talks about it. I think back in 2013 or 2012 is when you know the talks about you know having um, energy efficiency in high-rise buildings because you know it's all almost all of their um, insulation or you know high insulation is coming from the glass and it is the main attractor of the solar energy so i think um that has been something that has become like um a mandate now i think that's what i'm hearing um that you know of course of course it's it's energy efficiency uh glass you know so it's something that is that goes without saying now like so yeah the, the, well the, the the objective is is to basically have um certainly all new build in in canada uh to be uh net zero ready as yeah. they call it by by 2030 and um and uh and then i i believe the objective is to have everything net zero like as in retrofitted for net zero by by 2050 um and the 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 thing about that is net zero is great uh but the concept is the building doesn't use any more energy than it produces well if the building produces zero energy you've sort of defeated the purpose of, so, so really the idea is everything is gonna have solar panels on it because I don't think too many people are putting a wind turbine on the top of their building, maybe some, but uh, it, it's gonna be mostly solar. So that's that's another big trend. I, I, I think we- Safety have also been, you know, one of the things that has been spoken about and um, with the with the climate changes and so much more. You know, um, that's something that has done the rounds this year, and that's what I've heard. So, yeah. Okay. Well, those are the those were the big trends we saw in 2021. Uh, I think um, I think uh, that 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 gives us a a little picture of of of, of what we've been through. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess I guess that I guess and I guess the next step is uh, is where we're going, and and this is where. Um, you know, I, I really want to, well, I really want to turn to top glass. You know, we, we make a magazine uh, that comes out, a print magazine that comes out six times a year. Um, we have, uh, uh, if you get that magazine, you also get the, uh, the, the email newsletter, unless you've unsubscribed, which I can't imagine anyone ever doing that. Um, and, uh, and, and that's where we just have our, have our top news items. And it's, it's very popular. We get a lot of, uh, a lot of traffic and a lot of interest in that. Uh, and then we have our social channels now run uh, very capably by uh, our associate editor, Alex McKenzie, uh, who is uh, much younger than me and way, way up uh, the chain on, uh, on knowing about social media. Uh, so uh, we're, we're really uh, excited to have Alex helping us out. Uh, Alex joined the team uh, around the same time you did, right, Nav, uh, uh, last That's year? Correct. Like maybe just a week before me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh so uh, also new to the market, but learning very fast. Uh, and, uh, and Alex has, has done a great job on that. But really, I, I think that sort of the big flagship thing that we're, we're, we're excited about and just crossing all of our fingers and toes that we're going to be able to go live with on April 20th right now is, is Top Glass. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, uh, uh, what, that, what that event is? 
for those for those few people who may not know? <laughs> well, I, I believe that everyone that I have spoken to knows more than me about top class because they've been exhibiting here for years. Well, that's and good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So it's like everyone I speak to, they have something, a story or, you know, that how many, oh, I've been exhibiting for eight years. I've been exhibiting, but I know this. So it's like, you know, it's been really nice to kind of get that kind of, um, you know, um, result from the market. And, you know, and, and one of the first questions that, you know, I mean, they really ask me is that, you know, um, uh, is, is uh, what are we speaking about this year? Or, you know, is there, because everything else stays the same they know who the people are coming they know what the grind is they know they know everything so it's more like you know who's coming what are we talking about and i've just been like you know um uh his um honorary tony clement is coming and we're talking about supply chain and they're like oh that's interesting and you know so i've been hearing great things about that so i mean although i don't know him and as much as you would know about this part but it's been nice to hear people say that oh that's good that's good you know we, we would love to sit for that session ourselves and i'm like oh that's great fantastic oh that's that's you know what i hadn't heard that from you and that's 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 great that you're getting that kind of feedback and yeah i mean i mean you know i am the guy that puts these speakers together and uh you know some years it's some years it's better than others and some years it's a struggle to find people or to or to get the right people um man i i, I don't know what happened this year but somehow the stars aligned. I, I, I'm hoping that it's, you know, I'm hoping that it's an ongoing thing. But uh, the, 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 the program this year really kicks ass. And, 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 and I'm very excited about it. We've got Tony Clement, who many of you will remember, uh, was uh, the Minister of Indi the Federal Minister of Industry uh, in the Harper government. Um, he, uh, he, he was also Minister of Health uh, for a while. Um, oh, dear. I can't remember if that was Ontario or federal. He was also in the Ontario government, of course, for many years, and uh, and and is you know was was just a you know very top level uh, a politician. He actually ran for leadership, I believe, of the federal uh, uh, PCs um, at one point as well. So um, so really uh, an accomplished guy. But as industry minister, you know, we're talking about supply chain. This is a guy that was there making the decisions about you know, regulation and, and uh, of, of, of industry and supply chains and had to deal with this stuff at the highest level in Canada all the time. So now he is involved with this group called Reshoring Canada, which is basically a, a, a think tank and a, and, a, and a lobbying group that is um, that is trying to do like what we were talking about earlier, trying to suggest ways that we can not have these supply chain issues that we've seen in the pandemic and how we can prevent that happening in the future and how we can bring some of this important manufacturing back to Canada. So just a, 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 a really interesting message by a guy who has, you know, seen things and talked to people at levels that most of us don't ever get to see. I'm going to put everybody in a room with him and you'll get to ask your questions and uh, have a drink with him at the bar afterwards if you want. Uh, if uh, if Tony is so inclined, which I imagine he will be, so that he's a very approachable guy, very nice. We've had some phone conversations. Um, so Tony Clement, totally exciting, but almost as exciting is is Matt Perelstein, uh, who writes the From the Fabricator blog spot. Um, um, just a, a you know a guy that knows everyone in the in the in, in the U.S. industry and a lot a lot of people in the Canadian industry too. 
um, uh, really uh, 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 well-spoken and, and friendly. And my God, passion for the industry. It doesn't get any more than that. Max is a, is a super fan uh, of everything glass. He's, he's the, the latest of, I, I believe, a, my goodness, three or four generations in the industry. That might not even be enough. Uh, his family history in Michigan uh, glass industry goes way back. Uh, and, uh, and Max will be joining us to, uh, to, to, to give his observations on the, uh, on the glass industry, uh, uh, his discussion of, uh, of, of, of what he's seeing and what he's talking to people about, what he thinks is going well, what he thinks could be better. Um, just and, and again, I, I hope everyone gets involved in interacting with Max because I, I think the back and forth conversation there could possibly be, be really, really good. Then we have meat and potatoes. David Heska from WSP, our columnist, our, he writes the, the engineer column in Glass Canada. Uh, he's going to come in with the, the, the latest and greatest on the codes and standards. Um, he's going to, uh, and, and he's going to give us all the, all the updates and, 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 and what's coming, you know, sort of that advanced look at, at, at where the standards are likely to go. Uh, what's going to change on the, on the, on the structural standards, on the energy standards, on, on the, uh, on the, the, the air water infiltration standards, everything. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, so that's, you know, that, that's the kind of information everybody needs. Everybody needs to be able to keep their eye on. Sorry, Nav, I'm going on and on here because I'm really excited about this program. <laughs> and, then, and then the other thing we're working on is, or not working on, it's happening. Um, Glazier Nation, we, we were talking earlier about labor. Um, there is a, a group called Glazier Nation. Uh, Matt Day and, uh, and, uh, uh, is, is down in the U.S. And, and they are... Um, they are working on it's it's I don't want to call it a temp agency, but they're working on connecting glass companies with labor. Okay, they're 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 finding and training glaziers. They are uh, using a, a variety of innovative um, uh, digital tools to get people placed in in their in in companies. They're doing this right across America. They have all kinds of social media presence. And uh, and they're involved with a number of groups that, uh, that that I've worked with and that I know down there, and uh, and and they want to uh, start offering some of their services in Canada. Um, so uh, so we're gonna have um, we're gonna have them up here to talk to us and to um, and to uh, tell us what they're doing and also to give their observations on. The labor market for glazing and and the skilled trades availability of glazing and how we how we could do better at attracting people to this trade how we could do better at finding and retaining um, um, employees um, how we could do better at training and and developing uh, glaziers because they're heavily involved in all of this stuff at a very grassroots level and uh, and I think they have some interesting lessons for all of us so what do you think Nav is that going to work. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I definitely think that's going to work because, uh, you know, I've, I, I was actually going to tell you about a couple of conversations I've been having since the week has opened up for the exhibitors. And I was amazed to see that, you know, while some of the exhibitors, you know, potential exhibitors rather, who are about to be booking, and they were more excited than me. They're like, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to book the space. And I'm like, well, how are you so excited? Like, what if this show doesn't happen? Like, well, I think it's going to happen. I'm going to start thinking that it's going to happen 
happen and that's what I'm going to believe in. So it's like people are like all sorts of positive because I think people have kind of now lived it, been there and they're like, you know, oh my God, what's going to happen tomorrow? It's going to open. It's going to close. We'll see what happens, you know, because right now you can't be sure about anything. You can be sure there's going to be a lockdown extended till April and you may feel everything may open up just about next week. So you never know what's going to happen. And I'm really glad that the industry is just so excited to come back to the floor and, you know, talk to people. And I can already see it in conversations that, you know, they want Top Glass to happen more than we do, Pat. Like, they really want to get out yeah. there. Well, they really want to conversations. Look, it's 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 April 20. It's one day at the at the International Center in Mississauga no reason not to come um and and the the um you know we're april 20 is still pretty far out uh i, I really am crossing my fingers but if past waves have been any indication this omicron thing should have mostly passed through by them we're getting later on into the spring so the weather's starting to warm up <laughs> hopefully we had a snowstorm one year but anyways the weather is starting to warm up and and you know we can be very hopeful that uh that that, that all this is over so so absolutely you know what it's full speed ahead on top glass as of right now we're not we're not anticipating any changes there and uh and that's that's where things are at so um I, 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 I just, I hope everyone can hear how excited I am about our lineup. I think we're going to, I think we're going to have a, a really tremendous day of sessions for God's sake, tell your friends, get everybody out. I mean, yeah. why not? Let, let's all get together on April 20th, for God's sake, it's been ages, uh, you know, since we've been able to do anything. Um, so uh, we're, uh, we're, we're really, we're really looking forward to it. And, and I'm really glad to hear that now you're hearing the excitement uh, on the other side. So Absolutely. And I think I think the format of top class works to its advantage. You know, it's a one day event. You come in and you're out by the evening and it's done. You know, so we don't we don't have, uh, you know, a two day event or a three day event where you have to commit a lot of your time. So, you know, in terms of commitment of time, I think it works to the advantage for top class. And I'm excited to I'm, I'm, I'm really excited myself to kind of meet the you know, while I did meet a lot of people at you know a fenestration um in uh, event but i mean it's really nice to even meet the commercial glass manufacturer fabricators in person and you know kind of connect with the industry and um, we we have about 17 or i think today morning 18 exhibitors on board already and we started selling the event in december and we are super excited and bookings are coming in so if you are looking to get a spot i think the time is now because at this point i still have the liberty to share a floor plan with people and they can pick up booth but i think coming into two weeks from now i won't have the liberty because everything is going to get full and you're just going to have to take the space you get and i cannot guarantee if you're going to be next to your competitor so please book your space now because i still have the liberty to share a floor plan you hear that people act now limited time offer this is a, <laughs> if you come, don't call, call us in 10 minutes or Nav's going to set herself on fire. That's, that's <laughs> people asking me, where is this one placed? Where is that one place? And I'm just like, well, right now I have the liberty to give you another booth, but I won't have this liberty in a few days. I won't. You just have to go with what I have. So folks, I'm just going to tell you from prior experience, it's going to fill up 
and uh and, yeah so if you want to be able to pick your space nav is not nav is not lying mm-hmm. well listen nav, th- thanks so much for this i think uh i think we've covered uh most of what uh, most of what i wanted to get to uh uh uh, you know, let, let's let's be hopeful that uh, that 2022 is going to be uh, right a more a more fun year uh, and 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 a little more normal, right? And yeah. uh, and uh, th- thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Pat. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll see. You can you can catch Nav at uh, at at Top Blast for sure, if not before. And uh, Nav, Nav, where do people? Uh, how do people reach out to you? What's uh, what's your phone number and uh, and uh, email? Well, my phone number and email is advertised everywhere. In right. case you don't see it, it's 226-931-5095. You can just give me a call or you can just send me an email on nmataru at annexbusinessmedia.com. And um, I, I'm, I'm available most of the days and we can have a chat if you have any concerns about, you know, top glass or coming to top glass in turn of safety precautions what we are following please feel free to shoot out those questions to me and um, i will i will help you with any any issues that you have currently and uh, i i wish all of you a very 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 happy new year and uh, i hope to see all of you on 20th april beautiful thanks nav thank you pat thanks for listening to glass talk You can find this episode at glasscanadamag.com or on the major podcasting services. Glass Talk is a presentation of Glass Canada Magazine and Annex Business Media.